Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can ignore you. Put it up for the Wigan Warriors. What's up, West Coast Cam? Hello, Don. Oh, you and your somberous tone at this time of day. I don't understand why you can be so sombersome in the middle of the week when we record when you, my friend, are getting ready to embark on the mountain trip. Yeah, man, I can't wait. And I'm never somber, man. Hey, there. By the way, there's a lot of shit going on in the background. So <laughs> just, just so you listeners know, I apologize. We have, before I get started, we have a uh, flooring guy here at the house. Um, we also have a special guest appearance from my son, Jet. He's playing with his little um, green dog on the floor. So if you hear it singing, that's him. And if you hear him screaming, that's him too. But anyway, yeah, um, today's a good day. <laughs> I, woke up, I woke up breathing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, but yeah, this weekend is uh, when this comes out. I will be in Denver. One of my favorite racetracks on the tour because I have a lot of very, very good memories of Denver. I've won a few wallies at Denver myself, and uh, it's yeah, it's uh, Denver's treated me very, very well in my in my career so far. It may have been in junior dragsters, but you know, hey, it it got me to where I am today, so I can't wait to go back. There we go, and and for all our listeners out there, Jet is not interested whatsoever in the microphone, but he does want to play with the filter. Yeah. <laughs> he's not sure if he wants to play with the uh the junior dragster in the background or the microphone well you know i mean he's at that age he's exploring he realizes he has a hand he makes some sounds and uh here we go and i wonder where he gets that uh add from it might be his dad not necessarily his mom just going Uh, that's probably a true story Uh uh-huh okay well me for one I am looking forward to you being on the mountain. You're getting ready to go to the Western Swing. I won't have to hear or receive the text messages of, oh, woe is me, I'm catching the next red eye. Oh, no, I've had to sleep on the airport floor. Uh, yeah, it's a- about freaking time we're back on the West Coast. <laughs> you I actually get-, get to sleep in my own, my own bed uh-huh. for more than two nights in a row yeah. and then maybe my own motorhome bed in Sonoma at least. There we go. Nice. Yeah, so so I'm pulling for you a little bit here. I'll give you a little – give you my little golf clap. Uh, you know, it's not making much sound, but I'm going to give it to you. Me, for on the other hand, I am looking forward to the fact that I am off this weekend. And for someone that just did two races in a row that had such a late start on the season, I'm looking to hey, hey, been dealing with this thing called cancer. Okay, cut me yeah, some slack on the whole, on the whole two. I mean, come on, for real. Uh, I feel like I've had 19 in a row. Dude, I bet. Don't get me wrong. Die and I are a little jealous of the whole on the road thing, you know, because that was us last year. We were on world tour. I think by this point last year, we had already been to like 12 races or something like that. And this year we've been to four. So uh, we're looking forward next week to be in the luxurious accommodations of Topeka, Kansas. And you will be on your way to the lovely coastline. That's right. Drinking, I love Sonoma. Drinking wine, eating cheese. We'll leave that for my wife, but yeah. Don't lie. You know you eat a lot of cheese. There's a whole lot of I'm wine. I'm allergic to cheese. You know that. 
I know that, but you need cheese because you whine a lot. Yeah, well, hey. Haters are going to hate, man. What I do know. you want from me? Hey, just saying. Well, hey, look, I know. So, let's like, get to the let's get to the bottom of things. What, well, what, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Both of our families had pretty good weekends, and I, I can't, I cannot let you just kind of scream right on by episode number three of our podcast and not talk about your wife getting her super comp license this past weekend. Oh, I mean, you mean John For John Force Junior? I was calling her John John Force all weekend, considering that she was doing some John Force burnouts. <laughs> well, I, I, but yes, my lovely bride got her super comp dragster license this weekend at Fontana, and she did a fantastic job. She uh, made eight runs total, and uh, quick as she went, uh, was nine seventeen at one sixty, which was my fault because I had it, I had it uh, handicapped because I didn't want to scare her, which. I knew it wouldn't scare her, but I just wanted to make sure she got down there and got the license and everything was safe. But now she's she's already chomping at the bit to for more. She's already, you know, dude. I'm I'm oh, getting yeah. I, I'm I, getting Instagram. I oh, get insta I get Instagram messages. I she's asking for pointers. I'm like oh. practice at the traffic lights. Dude, she's like she's, what? I'm like practice practice at the traffic she's lights. She's on another level. Like I was cracking up, and everybody was like when she like her last couple of runs or whatever she um literally one of the runs she did like a full-on john force burnout and i was like oh shit <laughs> and uh, and the starter was laughing he goes well she's got that part down i said oh yeah oh yeah hey i said you better call tommy and mickey thompson and get us some more tires coming no. she's like, oh, whatever whatever but no like i said she did a phenomenal job and i'm very proud of her and very happy for her and now she's already Got the calendar all marked up and ready to re- thirsty for more. So she says one more one more test day and she's ready to she's ready to crack some fools as she says. Is that right? She's ready for those hundred dollar lessons. That's what yeah, she, pretty she, much. Yeah, her buyback window, baby. How much is the buyback? Why do I need the buyback money? Because you're gonna yeah. need but it. But on the bright side for her, most of the bracket races out here, when you buy back, you get ice cream. So and ice cream is like her favorite thing on the planet. So I guess it's a win win for her. Can be you know, my, a, sounds like a lose lose for me because I'm allergic to ice cream and I got to pay the hundred bucks. So. Yeah, and you well, can't whatever be, makes her happy. Can't be mad if you're having ice cream, my friend. Cannot be mad if you're having ice cream. That's Abs- right. Absolutely not. Well, Diane and I were excited to to hear about her uh, process of getting her license, as we too were a little excited since we qualified this past weekend while we were in Chicago. Yeah, so that was cool for the our NGK Top Sportsman Camaro, our LS. As uh, everybody's starting to to have raised eyebrows about our performance with a little itty bitty factory stock showdown engine in competition and top sportsman, so we're excited about that. But that being said, Cam, did yep. you did you see the fight that broke out over here in Kentucky on social media with the whole street outlaw knuckleheads? I did not. The only thing I saw fight related was uh, somebody did like one of those meme things about this is what stock eliminator qualifying looked like, and there was like this big dog pile. I forget. I think I think it was at the division six race or something. But yeah, yeah I, didn't, uh, I was gonna leave I didn't. that alone. There's a whole lot of something going on out there. Everybody being upset about record runs and scales, and I'm gonna leave all that alone just because. Cause yeah, I, I missed the I missed the Street Outlaws deal. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't I don't really follow that too closely. No, but I saw that they were in Boise, and I saw that Lizzie Musi won. That's pretty much all that I 
She, yeah, the no prep kings, they were in Boise. And then the Memphis guys were over here in the Midwest. And the only reason why it caught my eye was the person that was videoing the fights. There was like eight different t-shirts with major corporation logos on these, on these individuals who were throwing blows. And someone about a hundred comments down goes, wonder if the marketing department appreciates their logo being associated while they're over here on the ground fighting so that was uh that was my interest that i was like hmm wonder if they'll be getting any more product support from that company in yeah. 2020 but nonetheless that's a, that's a good segue into our special guest that we have because ah, it has to do with marketing it, well i mean hello unless you were born under a rock we pretty much talk about marketing every week and why people continue to turn it tune in uh, to listen, I have no idea, but they do. Um, as we are recording this episode, I'm still stunned uh, about it. So, yeah, I was lucky enough to actually have uh, this person respond to an email. Because uh, sometimes when we reach out to talk to big experts in the motorsports world, they don't always respond. <laughs> I, I don't know. We're, we're like... We're batting a thousand lately. We got we got like feedback mail. People responding want to be on the show, man. I know hey. our numbers are going up. I, I mean, and if you're not buying our t-shirts, I don't know what's wrong with you. They are, they have been seen from coast to coast. They will actually be available on the West Coast at the stupid fast racing trailer. Hashtag Denver, get one. Denver, Sonoma, and Seattle. Boom. Get you. How about that? Moving right along. Moving right along. And if you don't appreciate our shameless plugs, you can send that hate mail to hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com, and we'll be more than glad to respond to you. Um, yeah, no, this person, Cam, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. We got, we've got some pretty stellar guests, but we haven't had anybody that has been on the show that has had a run in motorsports marketing not only loyalty wise, but for a period of time as, as our guest does. And so I was lucky enough to have Kelly and I saw, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say Kelly from a large motorsports organization respond to an email about being on our podcast so that we could talk about all the things that we talk about motorsports marketing, B2B, self-promotion, social media, the landscape changes that are going on. So without further ado, I am going to give Kelly a ring here. We'll see if we can get her in as it uh, as I'm sure she is just as busy as that organization that she works for, as she's going to allude to, is busy for heading to the West Coast as well, if they're not already out there. So uh, let's see if we can get Kelly on the telephone. Kelly, are you there? Hi, I'm here. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Marvelous. Um, I'm trying to be the best uh, clown I can right now. Trying to entertain <laughs> a child. Got a bunch of noisemakers in the background, but we're doing it. Got, got your we're hands excited. Small. That's right, because we're excited, and that's what we do. We, we wear multiple hats in the marketing world, and we're excited to have you. So thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so Kelly, uh, definitely. Thank you very much for coming on. And we are true. We are real life, as we joke around all the time about people getting reality shows. We don't understand why it takes them a week to be able to come up with enough content for thirty minutes. Just tune in and listen to us for a little while. We will take care of it. Um, 
Tell our listeners all about you, Kelly. Well, actually, I, I worked here at John First Racing for 20 years. Um, started here in 1999. I'm not even sure if John realizes my 20th year. Um, was Happy that anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we, uh, actually, at the finals will be my, my 20 years. Um, but prior to that, I worked to Mac Tools um, 10 years, was fortunate enough to get an internship right out of high school, which parlayed into a full-time job and then into a full-time job in motorsports and started traveling at the age of 21 and um, kind of led me here to John Force Racing and been here 20 years. So I just thought of something. You've been there for 20 years. And so, I mean, I guess walking into your house, it'd be pretty awesome at the fact that you have probably just as many, uh, if not pretty close, as many uh, championship rings in your household as John Force. Um, not rings. Um, between Guido and I, we both have a lot of trophies um, and, mem- <laughs> and a lot of memorabilia, although we've downsized this last couple years. Um, we've got a pretty good collection of memorabilia, though. At the end of the day, that is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, it's all, it all you know means something to you So Absolutely. when you've been a part of it. Mm-hmm. That's what we talked about that last week on the episode about we about how people were talking about they're not sure how to how to take take uh, you know compliments and things like that correctly and and they were talking about you know teams you know they they say oh I don't this guy did it and I I was just a part of it or whatever but that there's a here's a prime example guys you know she's Kelly's been around for 20 years and she's got just as many championships and it probably she was a huge part in that stuff and there you go oh thank you it's great to be a part of it well well Kelly let's start off with the fact 20 years so now for me which I think that kind of makes us a little close in age my furthest I shouldn't say furthest let's say earliest my earliest memory of John Force was driving a funny car that had Wendy's on it. So would that have been in the late 80s, early 90s? No, actually, that would have been in the late 70s. Was, oh, um, my God. He, he started driving for Castrol um, in 1987. So in the late 70s, he was uh, racing Wendy's and Coca-Cola, Brute Force, things like that, night soccer. Okay. Now, when did when did you land there? Who what were who were the sponsors under the umbrella when you went to work for JFR? So when I started in '99, um, it was John Force and Tony Pedragon. It was only a two car team, and Castrol GTX and Castrol Syntec were the primary sponsors. Um, and then Ford was the um, the car manufacturer, and then some associates from there. So let let's we'll just bounce back and forth as we go through the time channel. You started there at that point with those sponsors. What, let's fast forward 30 years to now. How did the marketing strategy of execution for those sponsors at that time compared to what you do now with the list of inventory that you have with the sponsors now at JFR? Well, it's changed quite a bit. When I started, um, a significant part of it, um, which John has always been hands-on with this, but how the look of the car was, where decal placement was, um, trying to make sure we got some TV. We had a different TV package then. We wanted to get um, media coverage, newspaper, 
um, any kind of print or radio that you could get. Um, and there was a lot of trackside activation. Um, but today, fast forward, um, race car is kind of probably third or fourth on the list as far as the placement of the decals. Primary on the list is um, more about entertainment of customers. So we've all gotten these trackside hospitality programs. Um, social media, probably top of the list too. Um, you know, us entertaining their guests. And then you kind of get more into the layout of the car. TV package comes in there right under, you know, social media and trackside entertainment. And then the race car and the design and um, decal placement is the least important, actually. It's still important, but not the most important like it used to be in the late 90s, early 2000s. Now, that so you, I was waiting for you to say something in like the top three and it didn't come out. I didn't hear B2B. Yeah, you, I missed that one. Yes, you're correct. That <laughs> is, um, we're actually going into a meeting tomorrow um, with one of our sponsors. Exactly. So B2B is probably even on top of entertainment. Um, and that's something John has embraced. We, um, we actually do a lot with that. We host an annual sponsor summit meeting. We've done it since 2007. Um, we've skipped a couple years, significant years for specific reasons I could get into, but um, pretty much we've done it for 10 years, um, reaching out to sponsors, bringing them in. We usually do it in Indy or California, and we get those partners together and let them, you know, present their company and their products and their services. And it's kind of like uh, a very casual gathering where they can um, discuss, you know, what business they can do together and promotions they can partner up on. And that's been a key factor for us um, is the B2B. And we've tried to be the, um, you know, catalyst to let them have that opportunity to come together. We're hosting that in Indy this year during the uh, Chevrolet Performance U.S. Nationals. We'll have that here at our shop on Thursday. We typically get around 30 different sponsors to participate in that. That's really so, cool. That's yeah, really it's, cool. it's become very significant. The only year we didn't do it is if we've had a significant partner leave, um, like a lot of people are aware, in uh, 2015, um, at the end of 2014, we were notified Castro and Ford were leaving. Um, we didn't host one that year because it didn't make sense to bring people together that they couldn't do business with. Um, mm -hmm. And then we had another year when um, we transitioned um, from Traxxas to um, Advanced Auto Parts. Uh, but that's the only time we didn't have one. Um, but we have found very significant results in hosting those summit meetings. Now, when you do that, in that, so that's I'm curious. So, when you're doing your your sponsor summit, are these only companies that you are already contractually obligated with, or do you bring in the prospective ones of saying, "Look, this is the potential business you could be doing uh, in the future with a relationship with JFR." It has only been, um, for us, it has to be a contracted sponsor. Because um, basically, <clears throat> we had thought about doing that once. We had an opportunity to do that. <clears throat> but we didn't want business to develop first and then the sponsorship not come. So that can happen. So That's a good do point. That. You don't want to show all your cards right away. That's right. Uh, oh, exactly. and, that, and, and, that's, <clears throat> and that's very true. Now, Kelly, you guys, I see you guys collectively in JFR, you <laughs> – mainly been a consumer well other than traxxas traxxas was was kind of a different uh a different animal for you guys but you've mainly been an automotive consumer 
product or service race team as far as that goes i mean you you, you know you've already mentioned castrol uh you know advance auto peak peak uh triple a as far as that goes when it comes to the insurance side of things or road car you know roadside assistance um you had a you had a sliver in there for a little while with monster as far as it being something that even though it was an adrenaline product right it has that image to it that goes with motorsports it was kind of off you know a little ways away from the automotive product or service you know category if you will and everybody knows monsters up and down with their leadership changes that they had internally and they went to nascar they're still over there they don't know if they're ever coming back where they're going you know all the leadership changes and and so forth inside the company how did monster fit you know in in your you know your professional opinion as far as being a consumer product but not an automotive product inside your umbrella of really a high automotive product service uh inventory category list as far as sponsor goes actually they um they worked out very well one of the um key items for them when they were involved was um hospitality and entertaining they actually brought some vendors to the track that had not not exactly been exposed to drag racing and nhra they were bringing out the 7-elevens um the quick trips and different convenience stores and grocery store chains like Kroger's and different partners. Those were the people they were entertaining. Now, Mellow Yellow <clears throat> also entertained some of those people. But we had offered this um, pit side suite um, hospitality option, and they were activating it all 24 races. And so on Saturday and Sunday, bringing people out, different people a lot of times, um, 50 people each day. So it, that platform seemed to work really well for them. Now they did segue into NASCAR and left our program, but you know, they, I think they used the program, um, in every angle. They used Brittany for store appearances. They did store promotions. They did stand-ups with her, um, coupon programs. Um, they really utilized it. Um, just, I think they had this opportunity to get involved in NASCAR and it kind of changed their direction, but you never know where that's going to go in the future. But it was great for us. Do you think, with that being said, do you think that the landscape with consumer products is starting to sliver away from NHRA drag racing and looking more at like motocross or, or how how would you compare to motocross uh you know felt entertainment or monster trucks or being over involved in uh you know the gander series camping world truck series in xfinity you know we we hear a lot of conversations that uh you know they those types of properties value wise number wise is kind of comparable to nhra where you know we like to think that nhra and nascar are on the same level and sometimes you it's it's a struggle to kind of to get there um what what's your take on that as far as the consumer products being involved in drag racing versus the other other forms of motorsports or entertainment well, we hope that is the direction it's going as far as bringing in more of those coming. That is what we need. 
Um, <clears throat> I feel like our value and for the experience that you get in drag racing is far exceeds what you get in NASCAR. Um, the price tag in NASCAR is exceptionally high. Um, and I think we offer a good value and the pit side experience and being able to get there where, you know, right up close with the teams adds a lot of value. It's our number one selling point. We know that. Um, but there are other series that have value too. You mentioned motocross and monster trucks is very popular. Um, and companies are spending money over there, but we are hopeful, um, as we've gotten a better TV package in the last three years, it's been exceptional that we are getting gradually in front of those companies that see a value in NHRA and are moving some of those dollars over, if not from those series, but from NASCAR or maybe where they don't feel they're getting that um, maybe client engagement or that B2B opportunity. Um, I think the best selling point we have is the access. And I think there's a value in that. You can get it in some sports, but typically only up until the event starts. Our access goes all day, and that's the feedback we get all the time. And we've brought out potential sponsors, um, given them the opportunity to be in hospitality all day, and they're always blown away that you can sit there and talk to the driver and watch the team work on the race car and have that type of an experience that you really can't get anywhere else um, and for the entire day. Um, so it, we're, we're hopeful for that. Isn't it wild to think, like, I mean, you deal with this all the time, and I mean, this might just be my opinion or experience, but I don't think I've ever brought somebody of a potential sponsor or a sponsor or something that actually has gone to a national event and gone, this is stupid. Why am I even here? 99.9% Mo- of the people, they're like blown away generally. I mean, whether they're spending money there or not, it's just, it's one of those things, once they get there, the the light switch kind of comes on and they're kind of just like oh wow like why didn't i come to this before like oh i've seen it on tv but but once they get there it's like wow man this is and then they said oh the hospitality the this the that like oh my gosh this is this is awesome it is it's the key factor i think is in the selling part and we've talked about this is getting getting that executive to the race um and experience it letting them know you can actually you know be right here where your customers can see, uh, you know, us working on the car. You can see the starting line. You can you have a lot of options of what you can do to entertain your your customers. That is the key: is getting them to the race. Yeah, I've asked this question uh, to a couple different people that we've had on the show. Do you feel that I, you mentioned that social media is is number one in a lot of the sponsors' eyes? And when you look at things, do you feel sometimes that social media can potentially be a hindrance to not necessarily our sport, but like our package of drag racing as a whole is as to what we can sell. Because do you see people like say, oh, well, why am I going to, let's just throw a number. Oh, why am I going to spend $3 million to run a team when I could go spend whatever on Facebook, $3 million and reach so many more people? Do you see, feel sometimes that's a hindrance? Because well, I, maybe they're uneducated because they don't really know how social media works. And they think, oh my gosh, Social media—it's—it's the ruler of all of all things. So we have to do that. Couple things to that, and and we have had that conversation before. But a couple things. One is there are people that are hiring social media influencers to promote their product through things they do, but those people still actively have to use their product. Um, Social media does get in front of a lot of people. John and I have had this conversation, and Sarah Slaughter, that handles our social media, had this a lot. You can have a lot of followers, and you can put your product. And your company out there in front of a lot of followers. But the key to me that I always bring up is those people have to turn into buyers. And just because they're following you 
and your product doesn't mean they're buyers. So I feel the element that we add to that is that we're promoting and, and using the product <laughs> is to show you that there's validity in the product and you should be buying it. So, right. um, yeah, I think that comes up, but I, I think unless they're really finding a reason to reach out and buy the product, it, it has no substance. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. That's a that's a good answer. Oh, it most certainly is because we talk about we talk about the bot, you know, the bot fo- followers or, or likes or impressions and so forth, and and being an influencer. And companies are like, well, Cam and I had this conversation about a company, and they're like, well, you know, we're spending money on X, Y, and Z because you know they've got three million followers on Instagram. And it's like, okay, but what do you? What's your what's your hope yeah. for conversion of customer loyalty? And why do loyalty? they have twenty three likes? Right, <laughs> exactly. You know, so that that's a that's a really uh, a really good answer. I'm glad that you said that. I'm sure I'm sure that's a challenge inside your company. Um, so let's t- about social media. So let's talk about that. You've got. Probably two, or I should say three now, actually. Three very active individuals on social media. You have Brittany, Courtney, and Austin. And you got John. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Robert's Robert, and you see, you know, from time to time things for him. But you got John. So you you got five people sitting in a room. uh, Five are race car drivers. You have yourself and your social media director. How, how is the voting process of, of convincing on strategy-wise going on in the boardroom? Because I'm, I'm kind of thinking that somebody's over there and they're, they're pulling their hat off and rubbing the top of their head and, and, and saying, I, I'm, I just don't get it. Uh, well, you know what? It took John a little bit to embrace the under, and understand social media. He completely gets it now um, and sees the feedback we get from the sponsors, Sarah um, Slaughter, that RPR director, she does a great job. She is very organized. She has a game plan. And I think that's a very key element is having a plan and then covering, you know, we have obligation as sponsors of, of what we're, you know, supposed to post, but you also want it to be organic and you want it to be some stuff to be natural too. She does a very good job of balancing that. And she has gotten Sean's attention on the, um, the power behind that, and it's it's not a question anymore. Um, and everybody does their fair share and does their own. Um, you know, Brittany, Courtney, Roberts getting more engaged. Austin, obviously, being his age, he's you know naturally embraced it. But um, those, I let her kind of lead that group, and they do a great job. We obviously are always asking for measurement, and um, you know any kind of reports we can get to feedback to the sponsors um, but she's got that handled and, and and does a great job i have no complaints and john either and he even asked sometimes um, he's learned a new word this year called content yes um, <laughs> we're going to get a t-shirt made for him but um sarah we'll put, you know gets reminded all the time about getting content that's awesome we'll, we'll put that right next to don's industry T-shirt. E- easy. <laughs> easy. Uh, no, I, I, he may. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so, uh, Kelly, not. I know you're busy. I'm not going to hold you up. But everybody that comes on the show and goes off the show has to answer two questions. It's just kind of our thing. Uh, 
So they're real easy, though. This is Don's thing, by the way. No, no, no. <laughs> Cam thinks it's funny. He just doesn't say anything. I'm, I got to be the bat. You know, I'm the sportsman racer. Cam's the professional racer. So I got to, you know, I, I'm the one that's got to carry the, the rub and the rhubarb, if you will, not necessarily Cam. All right. You get to send one Christmas yeah, card. I'm going to, no, Kelly's going to go into her next meeting and be like, I just talked to that Cameron kid. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you get to send one Christmas card, Kelly. Who are you sending it to? One person in one? motorsports. One person. Oh, geez. That's a tough question. Um, something that's been on my mind this year is not drag racing, but because it's a big anniversary and I follow his wife on social media. And that um, when I worked at Mac Tools, one of my first projects I worked on because we did a lot of um, product that featured certain drivers and um, one of the first ones I worked on was Davey Allison. Um, we did a toolbox and he was killed that uh, that year that I was in motorsports. He died in a helicopter accident and I, I followed his wife all year and I think it's the 25th anniversary of his passing and um, probably to his family. Him, um, that was a special time for me and we had a, a lot of fun with the promotion and then he died very young. So him and, and probably my second would be, you know, obviously him but, and uh, uh, Eric Medlin. Um, he's always on my mind every day. So those two are probably the two most important people that I have met in racing. So to me, well, you're, you're, Kelly, you're going to be the first one that uh, lets people shed a tear on our, on our episodes. Absolutely. All, that was, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm like getting all like, yeah. Oh, I, re- I remember, da- I remember the Davy thing be, of it being the helicopter uh, crash and so forth, you, you know, at the speedway of all places. So, um, well, and they're both people that left a legacy in the sport that aren't here. And obviously, there's still people making history like John and people, but those two are always on my mind. That's awesome. Very that's, nice. I think that's the best answer we've gotten. Yeah. We, can, we can stop the show now. No. <laughs> I'm going to go get a tissue. <laughs> here, Tito, here's a tissue. Okay. All right. So now, now the one that you're, you're out the door one. Here you go. You got to send one WTF card to somebody in motorsports. Who are you sending it to? Oh, this, this is this is gonna make it a lot of laughs. So it's probably my husband, because I <laughs> I um, he's a crew chief, so I have to. We have this little joke between us because he works for a different team now. So I grade him every weekend on his performance. So um, he's probably told everybody this now, but I give him a text like Saturday night on his qualifying effort, and when he's not run that great, I send him a text with some turtles in it so, <laughs> so he told everybody on his team and i'm like that was supposed to be quiet they know i grade him but it's so that was probably awesome. i'm like what are you doing <laughs> oh awesome. my god up, so. man kelly kelly just won on the christmas card thing <laughs> I, that was not who i was expecting her to throw under the bus at all because <laughs> it's safe with that though <laughs> you're totally safe with it because you're going to go home and it's going to be like you know, in a week from now, you're in Sonoma. You can be like, "Hey, listen to this podcast." You know, I give you a shout out. He'll, yeah, <laughs> I I'll just text him the podcast, and he can listen to it and see what his grade is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, Kelly, I know you got to go. Uh, thank you very much for taking time out. I know it's a busy time. We'll definitely look forward to catching up with you again, probably in Indy. We will uh, swing by and high five and drop off a racers and rental cars decal since you're a, a podcast host. 
uh, guest, rather. You might as well be a host. You can come back. We can have a roundtable and talk about the future. Sure, I'd love to. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed the show. Yeah, well, thank you guys. Thank you guys very much. And mostly, mostly Kelly, Don, I don't, yeah, yeah, I yeah, have to deal with you every week. But, exactly. You know. <laughs> Kelly, thank you very much. And we'll, we'll see you uh, at the track, I'm sure. Never. If not, okay. we'll see you in Indy. Good luck yeah. in Denver. Thank you. You guys too. Bye. Bye, Kelly. All right, Cam. Well, that was way cool to have her on, uh, being the fact that she's got a lot over there. We could have probably done two shows with her, uh, but she took some time out of her schedule and to, to oh, yeah, answer that's, it, yeah, that's, that's tough. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's a, she's a very influential person when it comes to JFR and, you know, it was very cool for her to, to take a little time out and just talk to us to, just to hit the, hit the high notes when it comes to a lot of this marketing stuff. And, you know, she definitely knows, like she said, she's been in it for what, 30 years. That's, 30 that's pretty years. freaking awesome. I don't, I don't think you could find anybody better that, uh, if you want to ask some questions, so. Maybe, oh, for sure. Maybe yeah. when she gets more time, we'll have to see if we can get her on and and give a little rapid fire questionnaire or uh, something. I mean, her answer for social media in regards to the followers and so forth that was huge. You know, to hear and it's true. But you, there's a lot of people out there that believe that you have to have all these large numbers. Uh, and once again, if they're not buying, it doesn't really matter. And that's, that's, you know, uh, what's the saying? You might have, you might have uh, 10,000 or a million followers, but you'd like to have, you know, maybe you want to have 200 loyal ones, you know, maybe that, you know, just to buy your products or expose. I bet bet those 200 that actually buy your sponsor's product or something like that versus the other ones would actually mean a lot more to your sponsor than, than uh, looking at that, that 100K on your following yes very much so i i would much rather have the the customer loyalty and and have them be more personal about the approach of a product or a service and the use of it and and continue that path and then let them influence their own circle as well so okay well any what what, is there anything else on your mind cam i mean dude dude, you got a lot (laughs) Uh, going on but i mean personally or professionally (laughs) heck i don't know about you man i'm it's kind of gotten to the point where everything in my life um with everything that we have going on with diane and everything just personally and professionally everything's in a big pot and it just swirls around uh you know people reaching out to do whatever they can to help die and and our racing efforts and uh, I just don't know that there's really for me right now. There's really not a definitive line between the two. So uh, I did see a nice little article in Drag Illustrated uh, featuring yourself just the other day in my office. Uh yeah, Allison Johnson. She went out. Uh, I think what was that the Sportsman issue? I think is what it was in. She reached out and wrote an article a little bit about our journey and the things that we're going through and. Um, you know, Allison's a really good writer. So I, I never mind doing an interview with her anytime that she calls or asks. Uh, but yeah, so I was fortunate for Drag Illustrated, Wes Buck and Mike Carpenter and Nate Van Wagman, all those guys over there to to print a little bit about our journey and what we got going on. But at the same time, you know, Susan Wade threw you out there. We got got that going on. Cam and Haddock Racing going to the West Coast Swing. I mean, you know, we're... We're doing everything that we possibly can for the self-promotion side. I don't know what else we can do right now. Yep. We're just out there trying to live it, you know. 
We're not talking about it. We're living it. Well, Somehow, some way, shape, or form. It may not be like the rest of them, but we're out there living it. <laughs> shoo, I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to getting through Topeka next week and rolling on and getting a little break and getting ready for the big go, my friend. Big, big go. Getting ready, getting excited about it. Looking forward to September. That's going to be like the real turn-on point, I think. Uh, for our season i hopefully by that point you're starting to to make your strides as well and uh yeah that would be nice that'd be nice hopefully we can we can find one of them elusive round wins that uh, are ever so important you know in the next couple races which would be really cool i've i've got some really good luck at uh denver and sonoma and actually seattle as well so hopefully we can get some of that and rub some of that luck and go from there That'll work. Well, look, dude, we got a listeners out there. We're going to cut this week short. We got Cam's playing dad. We're trying to record podcasts, taking care of our sponsors, everything. Uh, That's right. We want to give a special shout out for to little Jetman here. He didn't make one peep other than his little uh, green scout dog that was singing in the background. But, you know, such a good boy. Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to get him his own microphone and earbuds soon. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll get the first words, you know, like um, go to break or something like that. I don't know. Don't press send, you know, Don's rant. I don't know. We'll try to teach him something. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, uh, well, thank you, Don. And as usual, thank you to Voice America for allowing us to do this streetway marketing and uh, race pack. And as Jed attacks the microphone, we will see you next week. All right, man. Take care of Jet. Have a good one. Good luck this weekend. Sounds good to you too. Thanks. All right. Be good. Let's put it-